You're listening to episode number 31 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. And today's guest is the incredible Kristen Boss. Kristen is a mindset and business coach who specializes in helping women build their influence and grow successful businesses that deeply align with their purpose. With nearly 15 years experience working in service and marketing, she's pivoted from celebrity hairstylist to boutique owner to business coach. With her experience of creating businesses from scratch, she is now helping other women tap into their highest self and true potential. When she's not coaching, you can find Kristen wrangling her kids with her husband in Colorado. On today's show, Kristen talks about the topic on the forefront of everyone's mind, COVID-19. And more specifically, how to not only survive, but thrive as a business owner through a global pandemic and resulting economic crisis. Kristen is an expert on navigating your business through a recession. She navigated her own business successfully through the 2008 recession, coming out far stronger at the other end. And today she walks you through how to do that, giving step-by-step takeaways for how to continue to serve, sell, and show up for your customers. If this pandemic has you feeling overwhelmed as a business owner, you're struggling with what to say, how to say it, how to stay afloat and alive, what first steps to take to pivot your business through this, and overall, how to stay sane and in business, then you need this episode. Let's dive straight on in. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Kristen, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so excited to have you on the show. I am thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Well, we are pumping out this episode pretty frequently after we record because you have such valuable knowledge when it comes to growing your business and sustaining and being successful in the midst of a crisis, which if everyone's listening, we all we all know right now we are going through the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic and we are so excited to talk to you, Kristen. So just to start off, could you tell us your story and a little bit about who you are and just how you grew your business to where it is today? Sure. So my name is Kristen. I'm originally from California. I'm here in Colorado Springs. I have a husband, two kids, two dogs. We're all staying relatively sane during this crazy time. (laughs) Um, But I have been an entrepreneur for the better part of 15 years. I was a service provider and product provider. But as an entrepreneur, I started out as a... um, as a hairstylist in Santa Monica. And actually, uh, when that started, I was, uh, it was during the 2008 recession. So that was when, uh, I really had my first challenge as an entrepreneur being like, Oh man, what are we going to do with this? Uh, so it's been super fun. I was, uh, hairstylist for 15 years, been serving people for a really long time and always had something going on. I opened up clothing boutiques, uh, a mobile hairstyling business, uh, network marketing. I've kind of always had my hand in something just because I love people. I love marketing. I love conversation. And I made my ultimate career pivot into uh, coaching for online business owners because it is a really amazing combination. Uh, hairstyling, 
you know, I talk to women all the time. I, I joke that it was my first coaching business. I've been coaching women for 15 years, but now it looks a little bit different. I'm not highlighting hair while I'm doing it. And what I'm coaching them on is a little bit different, but, uh, I was just, uh, thinking the other day, I was telling my husband, I'm like, you know, hair, we call ourselves the hairpist. We, we do therapy and we do a craft. Well, business own, being a coach for a business owner is very similar. So, uh, I just took the communication and the coaching from behind the chair and brought it to online business owners and been doing that for a while. And it's been exploding, especially right now, um, as we are all turning to the online space. So, um, it is just, it's been a blast and I absolutely love it. Yes, that's amazing. Well, and I, I, ironically think that right now is a really great opportunity to be in the online like education space just because of what's happening. Uh, it's actually set before this all happened. The e-learning space was set to ha- be a 300, $320 billion industry by uh, 2025 or 2023. It's exploding. And that was before the pandemic. So even now yeah. more so, wow. it's a great time. Wow. That's so cool. And Kristen, you went through your hairstyling business and like created that in the midst of, or like went through it in the midst of the 2008 recession, right? Oh yeah. Which is very, if you have hairstylists in your audience right now, many of them have been forced to shut down, not Mm -hmm. allow services. They're forced to be home. They can't collect unemployment. It's a very tricky trade to be in. Um, but in 2008, yeah, I was, uh, things were looking real good. I had a real nice apartment on Santa Monica overlooking the ocean. I had a really nice, uh, rental space in Venice beach. And then overnight half my income disappeared and people were freaked out. And I tell people, you know, some good things come from a recession. Uh, the beloved hairstyle we all rocked for many years after was the ombre, which is because so many women had grown out roots that they were trying to stretch their dollars. And that Wait, actually, no way. I'm not kidding. That's I'm how not kidding. it started? The ombre? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> that is how the ombre hairstyle started. And it started with a few socialites in New York and they were figuring out ways to like stretch out their roots. And so that was, that was the start of ombre. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had no idea. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. There's good things coming. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, yeah. well, you crushed it, clearly. I mean, your story of going through that recession with your business, you came out yep. the other side successfully. And yeah. so I would love to hear you talk and dive a little bit into that and mm-hmm. maybe discuss what you think you did differently than the other businesses who didn't thrive or survive during that recession. Yeah, I decided to get really creative and I asked a lot of questions and I said, well, how can I create a win-win scenario here, a win for myself and a win for my paying clients? And so that is when I looked at my expenses, looked at the business model and I said, okay, well, my clients still want to get their hair done. They're looking to save some money. I'm looking to cut my overhead. So what if I met them somewhere in the middle? What if I went to their homes to do hair and I could bring down my pricing a little bit, they would feel like they had a VIP experience. Uh, and I would be able to keep full, you know, the full, um, value of the service instead of having so much overhead and people loved it. So it actually became a business for, um, three years while I was still in three, four years past that, where, um, it exploded. I had a very, uh, busy and successful in-home hairstyling service in LA and I would travel all around and it was fantastic. So I was, I was able to 
fully thrive. And from there we created, I partnered with a friend who is a makeup artist and we're like, what if we did this for weddings? What if we did this for brides in their homes? So we created a very concierge service, which at the time was not common. And that is also Mm -hmm. when VRBO like kicked off and Uber. And this is when people thought, how can we cut overhead and meet, still meet a need? It, this is when creativity really kicks in. And you think, how can I create a win for the consumer and a win for myself? I love that because I think it takes sometimes a crisis situation happening to really force you to get creative. Whereas sometimes you don't have to get creative when you're in what you're doing is working. And so I love that you kind of went back to the books, you went back to your numbers, figured out your overhead, figured out your expenses, and then figured out, okay, what's a creative way that I can cut that? Um, my, my question mm-hmm. would be, what was the first thing that you did in your business when the recession hit in 2018? So like first thing. Oh, what was the first thing I did? I emailed all my clients, checked in with their, when their next services were due, how I could add value to their service. Oh, I know what I did. You know, I have to like really go back. I'm like, this was a long time ago, <laughs> 12 years ago. Um, but I remember offering conditioning treatments if they pre-booked. I remember really thinking, how can I give more to them in exchange for their faith in me during this time? How can I add more value? Uh, I think I even thought of... Uh, packages. So I contacted my clients and immediately put out an emailer of an added value that they could have with me at the time. And that saved quite a bit of um, it from falling off completely. Uh, And I really think from there, I was able to, you know what? And I actually started now that I'm really thinking about it, I really called them and I interviewed them. I said, Hey, what do you want right now? What's important to you? How often would you want to come in? What would be ideal for you? So I actually took my curiosity straight to the client. I said, what do you want and how can I provide it? And how can I get there? And funny enough, doing that same time around now. Mm. Oh my gosh, Kristen, I'm getting so many tangible takeaways that people, business owners right now need to listen to. And number one, is to think outside of the box. You're thinking creatively. You're thinking, how can I make this work? How can I meet a need for both of us? Like my business isn't going to survive if I don't think differently. And then number two, you looked at your numbers. Like that's vital to understand Mm -hmm. what is my overhead? Okay. I need to cut that. How can I cut costs? How can I make sure my business continues to survive? So you knew what your income was and your monthly like bottom line and your overhead that you wanted to then cut. So knowing your numbers in the midst of this helps you make educated decisions about how to pivot and what to do. And then you literally talked to your audience, to your clients, to your customers. Mm -hmm. And you were like, how can I serve you? What can I do? And you were coming from a service mindset of, yes, of course, I want to save my business. I want to continue to like stay afloat. But also, what do you need right now? It's not just keep coming in, keep coming in, come get a haircut. Like in the midst of all this chaos, your hair should look good. Like that's not what you were screaming. You were like, how can I serve you? And you called them individually. And that just like mind-blowingly good. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just definitely crisis is a breeding ground for creativity and obstacles is just opportunity in disguise. And that is how I chose to see it then. And when this all hit, I'm like, oh, okay, we did it once. We'll do it again <laughs> to the oh, point wow. where I almost felt like I was freakishly optimistic where I'm like, oh, I need to be <laughs> sensitive to people. Like, I need to be sensitive that people are panicking right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard you talk about how 
even during an economic crisis, it's possible to grow like a successful, even a six figure successful business. So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear you talk about why do you think that's possible? And in the midst of this, do you still think that's possible? It is. It is a hundred percent possible. I actually had one of my highest sales month last month when this hit. And it is all a matter of perspective and how you choose to show up and, um, not moving into a scarce self-serving place and where you choose to put your focus right now. If you choose to focus on, I actually just shared about this in my Facebook community. I was just saying you can be one of two types of business owners right now. You can be the person that projects their own fears into their audience and hears no one's buying anything. The economy is tanking and no one's, no one's doing anything. And you think about only those people and what we think about, we bring about. And so you can, the content you write might just only speak to the people that are uh, not purchasing, not buying, or there's the other business owner who's like people, people still have problems. Entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. are problem solvers. We sell solutions to problems. And right now what I'm telling all my students and everyone I'm working with is people's problems didn't go away. They got magnified. If you're, you know, if you're a emotional wellness coach that focuses on overeating, okay, your client is freaking out at home, trying not to go to the pantry 15 times a day. Like the the problem that was there pre COVID-19 is worse. And so there is a more keen awareness of a need right now with your audience. So there's the business owner that thinks there is still a need. How can I meet that need? How can I give as much valuable as, uh, how much value is possible to that person to meet them where they're at with sensitivity and understand that people still need to be served. So you can choose to see either scenario. There are business owners that see, okay, it's hopeless or those that see opportunity and how you choose to show up and serve and realize people still need help. People mm-hmm. still need solutions. They still need it. I love that. Well, and just reframing your mind, making sure that you're pouring out and serving like more than ever before, because like you just said, people's problems are still there and not only still there, but they're magnified, which I think is so true. Um, Wow. I'm just like hmm, savoring, reminiscing in that. (laughs) Um, I have a question. So when in 2008, when your when that crisis hit and when that recession hit, you you got creative and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do home like home sessions, whatever. What mm-hmm. obviously you don't do hair anymore, correct? You, now you're doing right. online business. Mm-hmm. What would be some practical tools? Or well, I guess I have mo- multiple questions in this question. The first one is, do you think that the COVID nineteen pandemic is bringing about a worse recession than in 2008? Or do you think it's like similar at all? Do you think it's worse, better? What do you, what do you think? What's your well, I'm no economist. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could tell you, I think it's, it's, it's going to be different. I think we're, we're going to be slowly crawling out of this, but I do think there is going to be very different and new opportunities after this. If you choose to keep your eyes open and look, do I think it's going to be worse? Uh, that's really hard for me to say. I try not to sit there and think, oh, it's going to be worse. I just think it might be more challenging and it might be a place where we're going to need to be more creative than we have been. And honestly, here's what people are doing. This is a time where uh, you have the government and people deciding what is essential and non-essential. So you need to ask yourself, how do I make myself essential right now? How how would you recommend doing that? I would go to what is the 
biggest thing in your business, what's the, I would really do some assessing on what is the most valuable thing you give to your customers. Get really clear on that. Don't look at the, if you were a restaurant, I would say like boil it down to like, what are your top, you know, three dishes. And that's what they're doing. They're coming up with quarantine menus. They're coming up with family dishes. They're getting very creative. So that's where I would say trim. If you trim all the fat away from your business and really boil down to what is the most vital and valuable thing I offer that is life-changing. And then from there going, okay, how can I make that better? How can I bring more value? And how can I help people see how essential this is? How can I create awareness around this being essential? Because you decide, your consumer decides if it's, if your business is essential. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get get paid, aka my favorite part. <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Mm, 
I okay, I love that because it, it almost answered my next question that I just thought of as you were talking. Because when you said <laughs> in 2008 when you did home calls, I'm like, oh, that works really well for 2008's recession. But now when mm-hmm. we're physically, we can't be together. My question was going to be like, well, what would you do now? Obviously, you don't do hair, but what would you do now? Yeah. But you kind of answered it in that it's like, okay, well, think about how to get creative as a hairstylist. Like, okay, how could you maybe do an online tutorial for teaching your client to? I don't. Maybe that's not acceptable in the hair community. I don't know, but um, oh, it is. Yeah. I'd be doing blow dry sessions. I'd be doing product tutorials. I would be, uh, honestly, it's funny. I was thinking about doing a, cause I'm seeing all these women picking up buzz trimmers and like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I'm like, yikes. So I'm like, maybe I should just create a video on how to do a kid's haircut for people. Cause that's valuable right now. Even though it's not what I'm doing anymore. I'm like, well, people need this. Uh, if so, if I, if this was me again and I was doing hair, I'd probably figure out, okay, I'd understand that all of my clients were always like, you're like my life coach. You're like my therapist. And I just miss conversation. I would probably, this is really outside of the box, but I would probably reach out to all my clients and be like, Hey, if you'd like to connect with me so I can be there for you and we could do a blow dry tutorial session, I can do you, give you a couple tips and trainings. I can give you a root powder spray, send you a root powder spray for it to smudge your grays. Um, but I'm going to offer like a 30 minute connection, coffee and connection with me to have some conversation. And I'll offer that for like $30 for 30 minutes. I love oh. that. Mm. Freaking brilliant. Yeah. It's just, it comes down to like, think outside of the box. Think of from your customer's perspective, what are they struggling with right mm-hmm. now? What do they need? And even with that, you know, idea of how you would possibly approach the situation if you were still doing hair you're thinking through not only do they need hair advice and help, but they also need connection and conversation right now. And I've always provided that in my service in the past, but I can't do that in person right now. So let me solve the hair problem. And then also let me solve the emotional and mental problem for them as much as I can. And I think viewing it from that perspective of your your customers and your clients of what are they struggling with right now even more than before and what are they needing right now and s- approaching your product or service from that service mentality will give you those creative ideas like when you're just sitting there and trying to like squeeze out this smart creative out of the box idea you're probably not going to get anything because you're not coming from the foundation of this is the need that I am trying to meet absolutely someone someone just asked me the other day hey how do you know when it's time to pivot or leave your job or change especially in this economy and I said whose needs are you trying to meet are you going out there Mm -hmm. to meet yours or theirs because if you're going out there to meet yours it's not going to serve you well in the long game Mm. Wow. Preach it. Snaps. Oh, could not hear that (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to hear your thoughts on like, how do you feel business owners can shift their mindset right now to position themselves to not only survive through this, but actually thrive through the current pandemic? Yeah. So first, watch your mind drama. What are you thinking about? Are you constantly projecting? Are you taking in your own fears and projecting that on your audience? And, you know, are you thinking um, there are people that still need this? Honestly, I was just thinking this the other day. I'm like, man, there are people out there saving money. They're out there not eating out as much. Their gym memberships just got canceled. Uh, they're not going and doing $100. I don't know what I bought at Target trips once a week. I mean, there are people out there saving money. <laughs> there really yeah. are. If you choose to if you choose to focus and realize that there are, and there are actually people out there looking to stimulate the economy, looking to support small business, 
you choose what you want to focus on right now and also make yourself extremely valuable to people. So while, and I've been saying this to a lot of my students, while they may not be ready to buy from you now, they're going to remember how you showed up in a crisis and you better believe when they feel ready to spend, it's going to be with you because they will remember how you served. And I think that's super key. And I just told someone the other day, I said, are you going to be a fair weather business owner? Only going to come out when the sun is shining, or are you going to come out right now and make yourself needed and you serve people in a creative way? Mm. Mike drop. Literally that, that, (laughs) that's it. That's the tweet. That's the quote. That's it. (laughs) Wow. Well, I think, I think people are scared as like a business owner right now to show up because they feel so overwhelmed with, I don't know how. I don't even know what to say. So they feel paralyzed Mm. by this fear of, of showing up because so much is going on and, and it feels like such chaos to suddenly speak into. But when you approach it from the perspective, I feel like I'm just a broken record right now. When you approach it from the perspective of your client Mm -hmm. and their needs and their situation, you know who you're speaking to and what problems you're solving, what needs you're meeting. And you're, I feel like that paralysis is lifted when you come at it from a perspective of serving rather than selling, selling, meeting my needs, like fear, Mm -hmm. like buy from me, I'm going to go under. It's like, no, how can I serve Susan here who is feeling whatever X, Y, and Z in her life right now in this quarantine, I have a product or a service or, you know, a, a, situational, I don't know, something to serve her with right now, whether that's selling her something or literally just posting some encouragement for Susan, that's going to reach more people than you realize. And that's going to lift that paralysis that you might be feeling of like, where do I start? Like start with them, start with your customers and start answering their questions and solving their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell people all the time, get out of your head. It's not about you. If you are afraid to show up, it's because you're making it about yourself. And you've forgotten mm-hmm, that yes. it's about showing up for other people. And so, um, yeah, get out, get, get out of your head and ask, how can I serve and show up people? And I'm also going to say, I think selling, this is going to sound radical. <laughs> I think selling builds trust with your audience right now, because if yep. you were to disappear during, if you were to disappear because you were afraid, I'm afraid how people are going to look at me. If I'm selling something right now, I'm afraid of talking about my business. I'm afraid of talking about money and you just disappeared. And then you showed up suddenly when everything started looking good. I actually believe that breaks far more trust than the business owner who is choosing to show up still serving and selling is a form of serving because we are offering a solution to people's problems and they deserve to experience the transformation and the transaction of saying, I value what you offer me, what you are offering. Here's the money because I value the transformation you're promising me. So I honestly believe right now selling builds trust with your audience. That's so true. And it goes back to what you just said of like, are we going to, when like, are we only going to show up when it's sunshine and rainbows? Or are we going to walk hand in hand through the trenches when it's dark and cloudy and when there's craziness happening? Are we still going to show up and lead the people who look up to us through it? 
And I don't care yeah. like for any listener right now, like I don't care what type of audience you have, like people are looking up to you no matter what. So like, are you going to show up for them? So I, Kristen, I love what you just said. Yeah. And that's not to be insensitive and say like, don't be creative with your pricing. I think you can be creative with your pricing right now and offer an economic stimulus package for them or an economy pricing. Or, uh, you know, I had, a, I have a good friend that has an online fitness program and they pay pre- premiums for a month and she was going to have a massive drop off. And she created this tiny little pop-up like, Hey, just $50 for the month. And I think she saved like 50% of her pro- of her lost potential lost income because she made a quick pivot and was like, okay, they still want help. They still want this. So she created a mini little thing at a lower price point and she preserved a bunch of people. They still had experience with her service. They still were having transformation and you better believe as soon as things start shaping up a little bit, they're going to go full back in with her. So we just need to be uh, creative. Yeah. yeah. Kristen, I think basically what you're saying with sales, because I could not agree more, you're not only continuing sales is a form of service, which I mm-hmm. love that perspective. So you're not only showing up for them in that way and building that trust, but also when you continue to stand by your product or service and stand confidently in, I know this works. I know this is going to help. I know this is going to serve you. That builds so much trust as a confident business owner, confident in your product or service. And that shows them you're not just, you know, selling it when things are great, but you're selling it when things are tough because you know it works. And I want to challenge business owners out there who may be listening to this and like, I'm not sure if I do, I really believe in my product. Think about that, like reevaluate that. If this is maybe, causing you to sit there and question, do I actually think this works? Does this, you know, is this actually beneficial? Does this solve problems? Maybe this is a great time to reevaluate and readjust and pivot and shift or add more value or whatever to your product or service. But when you can stand confidently by what you're offering, that builds so much trust in your audience to know they actually believe in this and they know there are results in my life whatever that is, whatever service or product you offer, this will change and impact my life. And they believe in that shine or storm, like they are mm-hmm. by their product. And I think that builds so much trust as well. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question. How can business owners recession proof their business? I think thinking about kind of what I was just talking about with adjusting like economic pricing or coming up with a stimulus package or uh, a mini price or a mini offer, something to get them in there, but also understanding that the most expensive uh, client to acquire is a brand new one. The best one is your existing customers and ask yourself, how can I make their existing experience or existing product with me even more valuable because when you, because a referral is always going to be better than a cold lead. So Mm -hmm. if you are nurturing your existing audience really well, your existing uh, clients, people who are buying your product or service, I would say up level it right now without asking for more dollars. I'll give a great example. I had girls literally invest in a six week program with me right before COVID-19 happened. And then literally it went, you know, every two days it was changing. And these girls, Mm -hmm. it is a big investment for them, for themselves, for their dreams. And I realized that I saw, I saw their, the look in their faces. And I said, Hey, here's my thing. Here's what we're going to do right now. I realize things are crazy. You've got kids home. Now you're having to figure out homeschooling. Here's my promise to you. I said that you were going to have this experience in six weeks. Times have changed. So 
I'm going to still promise the same results, but if this takes us longer because I still want to promise a certain result, I don't care how much longer it takes. We will do it until it gets there. So if it's 12 week program with me now, you're not going to pay extra and we're going to keep going. And then I surprise them. I'm like, Hey, guess what? I am so, I'm so passionate about you getting the results you want. We're actually going to do once a week, we're going to do hop on uh, one-on-one or hot seat group coaching for the next four weeks after the program. So I make sure you're on your feet well, and I'm not charging you for it. And I, the girls wanted to cry. That's a way to recession proof your business. Mm. I like love that. Taking care of people who have already invested with you and just saying, I'm going to just radically bless you with more because I have a saying, generosity brings abundance every single time. And when you have a generous heart, people know that. And I just think that's, if we're salespeople, that's the way we need to be. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Reach it. <laughs> Evie, every time she says something in unison, we keep going, mm. Because <laughs> like, it's no good. Yeah. good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Kristen, I would love to hear in all of your years of business, what mm-hmm. do you feel has been one of the biggest lessons you've learned? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded one. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> a the biggest lesson I've learned. Okay. I got it. Um, use fear as your compass. The very thing you are most afraid of doing is likely the very thing you are meant to be doing and you need to lean in and you need to do it and understand there's no such thing as ready. There's no such thing as right timing. You probably will never have the money. And I can't tell you how many decisions I made that were so terrifying that brought such radical change in my life and in my business because I leaned into fear and it always served me well. Okay, well, now I'm like, I don't know why I'm like tearing up in my closet. That just hit me so hard. Like people out there Mm. needed that. That was, I'm speechless. I'm just going to sit here and (laughs) soak it in. Wow. Kristen, I I just like, you've literally left me speechless. Like there has been so, this is just like a short power punch of an episode, but you have left like so many truth punches. I don't even know what you, truth, yeah, truth punches, we're going to call them (laughs) for our listeners that like I... I'm literally just speechless. Evie, I don't know. I have no, I like, that was so good. <laughs> well, while Lindsay is fumbling with words, I am sure Dang. everyone is just as obsessed with you, Kristen, as we are now. So where can people find you? Do you have any offers for people that they can take advantage of right now or just connect with you online? Yeah. Share it all. Yeah. Um, so I have a free online Facebook community. It's called Becoming Boss. Again, you know, generosity brings abundance. So I'm really generous in my community. I treat it like a paid community, but it's free. So I'm always in there offering free training, tools, tips, going live. Um, right now I have a freebie because I have a course that's going live at the end of the month. And right now it's so, we actually, my team is rushing on the editing process right now because it's more relevant than ever. And it's all about having a purposeful platform because when you operate from your purpose, that brings profit. Every time you chase a paycheck, get ready for burnout, hustle, resentment, apathy. You're going to hate life. But if you want to know how to have a platform that's purpose and purpose driven and positioned in a way to really attract the people you're meant to serve and to feel fully aligned and be your best self while rocking your dream business. I talk about, I have this freebie on my website. You go to kristenboss.com and um, you can opt in and it's my five essentials to having a purposeful platform that every business owner must have 
And if you're all about it, you can get the course. It's going to be, it's just crazy loaded with value. I wanted to have it have at least a thousand dollars of value, but knowing everyone right now in this time, you know, things are scary as business owners. You are having to make big, uh, big decisions and it's, it's going to be only one ninety nine. It's, I mean, it's stupid how much value is in there, but I just want to meet business owners where they're at and be like, I've been there. I want you to cut the drama and get to purpose because when you have a purpose driven platform, the game changes. And then, um, of course I do one-on-one coaching. I have a couple spots open right now, and then I'll have a wait list going up. So you can go to my website and apply to work with me. If that is something you feel would be a good fit for you. So that those are pretty much what's on the table for everybody. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh <laughs> well, we'll put all of those links in the show notes. Everyone go check out Kristen. She is incredible. And just wow. Kristen, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for blessing our ears and everyone else's ears with your wisdom. And I feel feel more prepared to tackle this season of just this pandemic after listening to you and talking with you. And so I know everyone else that listened and tuned into this episode did as well. So we just, I don't know, for me and Evie, we thank you from the bottom of our heart for being here, for sharing your wisdom. We we love you. (laughs) Thank you. I love you guys. (laughs) 